da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Hey, welcome back in. Mad About Movies for another week for the Movie of the Week conversation. Welcome in to our main feed, ManFam, here, and also to our VIPs, mm. who were lucky enough to get our full Green Knight episode last mm. week. Man, that one dropped like a bombshell last week when they dropped that on VOD, Brian. I didn't I didn't expect that one. Hey, it worked out in our favor, yeah? You know? That was nice. We had just <laughs> recorded a, a podcast on it, and we're like, wow, That's no right. one's going to hear this for four months when the Oscars come out. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. Look at that. that was That's nice. why so we're America's number one vodcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and leave. I think I, I think I pulled no weight on this episode. Thanks, man. That Appreciate one. your contributions. Right. Hey, see no, you next week. Good, good looking out. See you guys. You can't week. already tell. Richard's back. What's hey. up? Feels like ancient of days since we've been. I know, man. <laughs> together, man. I know, man. But, All three. Uh, yep. All's good. All's good on my end. So good. I'm glad to good hear to both of your, your dulcet tones again. Brian's smoke d- detector's going off. We're back in it. We got the pod going. Thanks for covering for... I mean, I wouldn't even say covering for me because, I mean, really, what is there that I do? But thanks for supplying everything. And uh, who who filled in for me last week? Just filling in the time. It was uh, Dr. Weiser. Dr. Weiser. That's right. Yes. It, was, it, was the, it was Mr. Weiser. Well, mm-hmm. appreciate, uh, it was appreciate VIP Mr. Weiser filling in for me. But... Uh, don't even think about it because this is my gig and I'm taking it back. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back as always. And digging into kind of speaking of Oscar season, a, an early uh, Oscar contender, fellas. In August, we're talking about this one. Mm. It's Coda, which Brian, mm. when you sent the schedule and I and, and I <laughs> saw it, and you had we can we make up a list of because we make a list of movies we want to cover, and then Brian kind of pencils them in as they're shifted around in, in the schedule because he keeps up with that stuff way better than than either of uh, Richard and mm-hmm. I. He, he's a spreadsheet guy, as you listener know. <laughs> he puts the Brian. spread in spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. He always does. said that about him. Right. That's what my tattoo says. One of <laughs> you want to know where it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. It's in an appropriate area. Right. <laughs> spread, if you want to uh, know, yeah. you got you to gotta join the VIP. Get that, <laughs> Get that eight by ten. <laughs> Yeah, OnlyFans is out just in time for for Brian and our. our yeah, VIP. you still got about six weeks left. You're good. <laughs> Gotta uh, look at Brian. Yeah, when you put this <laughs> on, Brian, like a going out of business sale on OnlyFans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a Spirit Halloween store before we know it. Look out. We could go we, maybe in our VIP episode, which, by the way, this week is The Office season five. Oh wow. yeah, great season at The Office mm. with. Uh, the Michael Scott Paper Company, which we will discuss uh, in our VIP. Maybe we'll go down that road and, and and talk about that those shenanigans there because that's the place, the VIP, where anything goes. Got to keep it keep it PG friendly here on the main feed. We we try to at least. If you if you ever get past an hour here, you know it gets it gets pretty bad sometimes <laughs> with Richard. So um, up? but no one ever gets past an hour. So. That's why we've never mostly just slurs, not really profanity, but just yeah. offensive. <laughs> yeah, the power hour starts at the second hour. Let's yeah. just say that. Let's just say that. Stick around. Yeah, <laughs> but don't fast Anything forward. Your app knows if you fast forward, right. it goes away. Yeah, you won't get the it good would, stuff. Yeah, it, it, you have to stay. The app knows. This is a movie, Brian. Your that, Galaxy that, Nine that, will <laughs> rat you. <laughs> well, it'll do more than that. 
in Comic Sans. This is one that uh, it premiered on the virtual Sundance this past, I guess it was spring and or winter, and had a few people in the Discord talking about this that had gotten a chance or had signed up early enough to do the, the virtual Sundance thing. And this won the Grand Jury Prize, fellas, at Sundance. That's yeah, one of the, yeah. I guess, most prestigious yeah. independent awards that you want. Yeah. But it certainly puts it on the fast track to Oscar, mm-hmm. uh, the Oscar conversation. And it got Apple interested. It It perked up Tim Cook's ears because yeah. they threw down the checkbook at this one. And it, uh, I think, yeah, it it set the record at at the time for, I mean, I think every year they set the record. It did, but it it shattered it though. Like this was 25 million, I think for, they were, yeah, they were leaving no chances that this was going to go to anyone else. I think previous was, uh, the Sandberg movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Palm Springs last year was 17.5 million plus 69 and the big sick was, that was the, the year before I think yeah, yeah they right. forgot about the 69 cents that's <laughs> did this one not do that didn't they didn't think uh, that they didn't want to do bits I guess it's <laughs> uh, a shame yeah it is <laughs> it would have been actually better if this had done it instead of Palm Springs <laughs> I agree nice little movie though I agree uh, other <laughs> grand jury prize winners last year was Minati which uh, obviously mm-hmm. went on to Great success at the Oscars. And then Whiplash from Chazelle, his debut. Back in uh, the day, um, we had Primer. Remember Primer, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Primer was sci-fi. Good. I liked Primer. Time travel. That was a cool like, movie. It cost like yeah. five 5000 bucks to make. That was a mm-hmm. cool, cool yeah, one. Shane Carew. And uh, yeah. obviously, yeah. Uh, kind of the start of the official Grand Jury Prize was back in the – not. This wasn't the first one, but they they uh, started officially giving out a like a official award for best film or whatever. And uh, one of the first ones was Blood Simple, which was Coen Brothers. So, I mean, you can start a career at Sundance is what, is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And, and I didn't know much about Sion Heater, um, not to be confused with John Heater. Um, oh. No relation. I looked it that's up. John I was Heater like, surely impression. that's the sister, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but not. Uh, she is a prolific uh, young filmmaker. Somebody to somebody to look out for an AFI uh, person. It looks like, and she was, uh, I guess, dabbling in some short film kind of stuff. And this is, I guess, the official kind of big big come out uh, movie for her. And great to see that um, it is successful. People like it because it's obviously a story of passion and experience, it feels like. And I got to tell you guys, I got a lot of experience with this type of thing as well because, Brian, I'm sure you're aware, uh, the church I grew up going to mm-hmm. is very involved in the deaf um, community. Mm-hmm. And we have... Every Sunday we have a, a simultaneous deaf service, like not like an interpreter for our service, which, you know, a lot of services do have an interpreter, but they have a separate, completely separate worship service going on for the deaf community. And so growing up, like out in the fellowship hall after after service where everyone's just 
uh, mingling and, and, and talking, it would be like, you know, our service people and then the deaf community was there. And so it was just so natural for me growing up. I grew up with mm -hmm. so many kids of, of deaf adults or CODAs. And so I totally relate to this um, uh, subsect of society. I think, you know, I really like these types of stories that shed a light on often, I don't know, stigmatized areas of society. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one that certainly, that certainly is. And I, I'm just really happy to see this done in the right way. <laughs> you know, like if you're going to do this, it didn't feel super Oscar Beatty. It didn't feel uh, a little he like heavy handed in any way. It felt like it had the right approach, you know, and I really appreciated that about it. And to have two deaf actors in the leads for this is was stunning as well. I mean, Marley Matlin and Troy Kotzer were mm -hmm. were incredible, but they all pale in comparison to Ruby Rossi, the star Amelia Jones and in that. So I was blown away by this and um I had heard a lot about it, like I said, people had hit us up when it when it won and said, gosh, can't wait for you guys to talk about this one. But what were your general thoughts, first impressions, uh RB on on Coda? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't grow up with a lot of, you know, hearing impaired or, or, you know, in that community. But I took, um, I took ASL in college as my foreign language because it, when I went back to school, um, it just worked out schedule wise, and it was like one of the really great accidents that's ever happened to me. I was able to take all the four semesters like quickly as opposed to other foreign languages, and uh, and I I met a lot of friends and I did a lot of like. Um, volunteer work in that community i had some cool professors in that world so it was it was something that it's the the deaf community is something i really like hold um dear um though i've forgotten almost all my asl because i don't practice it at all and that's a, sh a shame on my front but uh i'm always very interested in this world especially when it, it you know it's it's a real um and what this film does really well and explores really well is it's a real culture um, of its own. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean, you know, that, you know, people in the deaf community can't also enjoy um, more general types of culture as well and do. I just mean they also have their own, their own, um, you know, sort of paradigm in a way. And they, it, this movie explored that really well. I, I, and with such a, a loving hand, a real fondness. And a, and this movie is really really intelligently written mm -hmm. and made. It's a really smart um, movie. Just logically, the the screenplay is just really smart. As, as a in addition to being really moving and all the things that this movie is in terms of the performances and the direction, and everything. But there's a real intelligence behind it. And uh, you know, this is a move. This is a filmmaker. I can't wait to see more out of. Um, and yeah, it's funny you mentioned Minari earlier. Um, can't, that's what this reminded me of in a lot of oh, ways. Cool. It, it was a culture that is definitely underrepresented in film and represented in a really real moving almost in, but human way that, that as of course it should be. Um, and with a ton of empathy, um, but wasn't modeling or sappy or anything at all either. You know, it's like, it, it reminded me so much of that. And, and I think it's up there with that, with that film. Um, 
as one of the you know the better films of the last few years. But Brian, what about you? Yeah, I mean, anybody who's a listener to the show, this is not going to be a real big spoiler. I loved this. Um, this was very much sob fest, total Brian yeah. sob. I could tell. Yeah, That's all I mean, I can this think is of is like Brian sobbing. Right. <laughs> yeah, you you were correct. I I texted a, a Tobin, my buddy Tobin, during while well, I was about halfway through the movie and asked if he'd watched it yet. And he was like, no, I heard it was super sad. And I was like, it's not sad, but it definitely is a, I mean, it's, this is an emotional movie. It's a feel good movie, but, mm-hmm. but only if you, um, if, if bawling your eyes out is part of feeling good for you, which it is for me. So that's yeah, uh, daily. I tried to daily so that I can feel of, good. Yeah. Part of the deal. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very excited about this. Our, our, our guy, Sean Blanford, uh, wrote about this for our blog back in January or, or February, whenever Sundance, Whenever it hit Sundance, and and he was telling me, since then, like this movie's great, you're really gonna love it, all that kind of stuff. So I've been, I've I've been primed for it for for several months, um, and I had kind of got to a point where I was like, man, I may have built this up in my head too much, um, especially in the first like twenty thirty minutes, and then it uh, it definitely paid off for for what I was <laughs> what I was hoping for it to be. Um, you know, it's not a perfect movie. There's a there's a couple little notes here or there that, that maybe I think it could use the script doctor probably on, on some of the spoken dialogue and, Mm -hmm. uh, and a couple of other little, 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 uh, hiccups here and there. But for the most part, um, this is a, this is a pretty great movie. And, uh, I love obviously the representation part of it is a huge thing. And they just, she, she did it so well. Um, not just, I was talking to my wife about it last night. This is one of the few, she watched with me and uh, she's a speech therapist. So she, she has had a lot of training and, and whatnot. And um, she used to kind of like you, Richard, she used to be a, uh, an ESL uh, speaker and mm-hmm. doesn't as much anymore, but has a background in that kind of stuff. And so got to talk to her a little bit about, and one of the things that I loved about this, and it's again, it's not just the representation of, we are putting um, deaf people in this case, deaf people, front and uh, at the forefront of the movie as the leads and all this sort of stuff. It's also that going to do it right. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, just, an, yeah. it's an authentic. Yes. It's absolutely. a story that, that the, the, the reason to be, to do a story about the deaf community, it, this is a story that needs to be told, right? Mm-hmm. It's more than just to say, here's a story and, de- and, and it's stars Marley Matlin. Right. <laughs> and, and look how great she is. Right. But this is, she a, is great by the way. Uh, right, we know, you know, it, but that, uh, that's, it's <laughs> no, more so, than that, right? Yeah, there, it's not there a has to be something a like out of the core of the story thing, yeah. that like yeah, yeah. is beyond, um, like that the, the movie has to have more to say than, um, we should care more about the deaf community. <laughs> and I think it has a lot more to say than that. Um, I, I think it's triumphant. It's about pursuing your true self. It's about balancing, uh, you know, passion versus priority, uh, family versus friends. So many, you know, love versus family. So many different, different things. And I thought Amelia Jones, uh, Ruby Rossi was was uh, was triumphant in this. I mean, one of the better lead performances I've seen in in a while. I'd never seen her before in anything. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe or part says in parts of the Caribbean, but I don't, I don't remember her in that, uh, the, uh, on stranger tides, or at least the only one in my, the Hold movies on, that I, I actually I have that, that, that film, but, uh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that back tattoo. Committed to so memory. Yeah, let me just go through it frame by frame real quick because I do have that. And okay. uh, yep, 49 you, minute mark. You, Eugenio Derbez, I've only seen from Jack and Jill. So not mm. great memories uh, what? of him. What? I know you, Richard, uh, fond memories of, of Jack, Jack and Jill. And Jill. Jack Listen and to Jill. our episode for that. Um, those memories. <laughs> and so, yeah. It, it was about, you know, Ruby and, and her passion for, or finding her passion for music. It, I think that's something I really mm-hmm. enjoyed as well, Brian, was the fact that she didn't already have this passion for music. It wasn't like we stumble in on this already successful singer and her parents just don't understand. Like, I thought the way that she discovers her ability to and has to find that confidence in herself to even make that leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was another whole uh, thesis of yeah. the movie too. Yeah. I was reading an article today, an interview with, with heater and, and that was something that she talked about was like, which I think is part of what makes this movie so good is there, she, she's not just trying to, t- I'm paraphrasing what she said. So if I, if I just butcher it, I, I apologize, but she was basically saying, I, I, it's not just a deaf story. It's also about, this girl who is it's a coming of age story we've also we've seen thousands of those kinds of movies but she's she's kind of awakening into who she is and it just it just kind of so happens that what who she is is the only hearing person in a family of deaf people and Mm -hmm. so this is the trying to wrestle with those family dynamics um is I think is where where the movie really excels, and you see that as it comes out down the stretch and like the th- the the third act of the movie, but um, but through the the course even of the of the first two acts, it just it really handling those things, I think quite well to not just have this movie be about um deaf people, you know, like there's there's it there's a you can do that. And we certainly, as we've, I think we've all said at this point, like representation is a huge part of it. And, um, and we need more of this in, in film. We need to be done well and authentically and all this sort of stuff. So, but I think the depth of the movie comes into play when you, when you have this, the, it's sometimes it's almost like the B story of the movie, but really it's sort of the, the central thesis of what's going on and what, what I expected it. I expected the A story to be, uh, you know, mainly about Marley Matlin and, and Troy's characters, you know, but it's more about Amelia and her um, dealing with them. You know, I didn't, I didn't expect that. I guess I didn't see many trailers for this or anything like mm. that, but I, you know, I got notes of, of boyhood. This one really reminded me of boyhood. Mm, interesting. Um, towards That's the end, especially uh, when, uh, I don't know, we'll get spoilery, but you know, there's like a cliff diving scene at the end. And that was very, boyhoodish to me um but just the coming of age and finding yourself and and being in a situation that you have no control over you know where in boyhood it was his divorced family you know that he had no control over that it's just to had to kind of deal with it and grow up in it and and in her family it's it's not only are her parents deaf but i mean she has to get up at 3 a.m every day and freaking go fish To, so that her family can put food on the table. I mean, right. that, that, that almost, I mean, I was already a mess, like mm-hmm. yeah. going into this, knowing what I was getting myself into because of my background in music and, sure, and 
this stuff, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that was a whole nother thing, you know, like you're getting a whole nomad land kind of thing going on here with this now mm. with, you know, underrepresented people when it comes to the income equality and things like that. And mm. that was a, another aspect of this that just tore me up, man. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful combination of, of storylines and tropes and, and ideas and concepts and stuff. It's a, it's, it's a, I think that might be, I mean, the, the, the stroke of genius with the movie is, is the way that, that it, um, works its way into the, and, and really represents well the, uh, you know, the deaf community, but the, beyond that, it's, it's combining all of these things together into one cohesive movie where I think, I mean, for the most part, none of that feels shoehorn. None of it feels like a, maybe there's like a, a B story here or there could, or C story, you know, that could be toned down or something. But, but for the most part, it all feels like it's coming together, which is what it's trying to do. Like this is life for this girl. And so to, to be able to, to put all those things together mm-hmm. and have it all feel good and not, and not be bloated and stuff is, is a real accomplishment. Yeah. So I liked the the first scene of the, the really kind of intro of the movie was her parents dropping or picking her up from school and having hip hop like basically WAP playing without knowing what it was or not being able to hear it <laughs> and her friends being like what is going on and laughing at her and and the dad saying or Frank saying that he just likes the bass <laughs> you know which. It's kind of like half the reason I listen to hip hops because I just like the bass, you know. It's good, yeah. good beats, you know. Uh, so, so that was great. Same reason uh, you listen to polka, you just like the accordion. Yeah, big accordion guy, and the and the fashion. <laughs> uh, then we got a, a, a great dinner scene that was very humorous, but also heartwarming. Uh, a singing auditions scene right after that, where we're intro- introduced to Ruby's passion for for singing and, and, uh, Bernardo, which is her, her teacher who is trying to inspire her, but also help her. It's like a very whiplash, uh, situation, but not, I mean, not abusive, but, um, he sees potential, but he's, he's not going to take any crap from no one, you know, kind of thing. And that's, uh, a dynamic that, that can work in film if done correctly. And I thought it, I thought it worked here. I thought it could have done, been, been done better. Uh, for sure, especially towards the end, and we'll we'll get there. But um, we are, we're intro to her music taste when she plays the Shags. I, just, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the Shags, um, but they're the best hey. horse band ever. Yeah, they're incredible. So look them up. And she finds that bond with the um, other dude in her in her class who was wearing the King Crimson t-shirt. And as soon as they showed the, the whole classroom, I was like, Oh, she's going to be, she's going to go after the one with the King Crimson shirt. Mm-hmm. And she, and that's what happened. It was, it was a good bond and the duet stuff. I mean, I'm a sucker for a duet, mm-hmm. you know, especially duets, mm-hmm. the Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. movie. Just Huey love Lewis. It. Yeah. I mean, I, I refer to that as the Huey Lewis. Yes. So. You know what? My, <laughs> so funny. My only memory of duets, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. But my memory of it is sitting in a dentist chair, getting a root canal while that song was playing in the background. <laughs> that, that duet. It's like in, um, I don't remember <laughs> which Wayne's like World it's Gwyneth. in. Where it's, oh, it's Wayne's World 2, I think, where they're like, uh, 
that we've had plenty of acts come in here. This, that, Kenny G, and Garth just goes, Kenny G, and then it just <laughs> it cuts to him at a Kenny G concert, but he's just getting a root canal at the, con- <laughs> the concert. At the concert, oh. It's a real weird, surreal bit. It is weird. I forgot about that. Yeah, but Kenny no, that's, G. every time I, th- I, that movie has ever surfaced or that song has ever come on adult contemporary radio over the past 20 years, I just, I'm, Think of a root canal, which is what you want. That's what you want. But uh, but you no, know, I'm a sucker for duets in general. I mean, I think the last time I shed a tear in a movie was was A Star Is Born. I think we talked about that uh, quite recently, up until <laughs> this week. I mean, not to get spoilery <laughs> for this review, but sure. I'm a sucker. Let's just say I'm. A, I think that's a something that works almost every time if if done correctly, and and that was a great great thing to add to the to the movie. Just the the music was awesome. To yeah. do the uh, Marvin Gaye songs, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> sick for sure. For sure. Like yeah. piano versions of Marvin Gaye? Are you kidding me? That was dope. It was like pitch perfect with, uh, <laughs> I don't know, without Andy bad, Kendrick. cringy, uh, current <laughs> meme songs in it. You know, it was cool. <laughs> come on, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, without Rebel Wilson too, and that was <laughs> that was always a plus. But uh, man. That was great. And so immediately the teacher's like, this is where it gets kind of eye roll, eye roll for me, guys. What the story is. You could sing, what about, have you ever heard of Berkeley? That's like, oh, <laughs> you mean the most prestigious music college in the entire world? <laughs> it's an immediate, right. the jump from you can, you can sing to you need to go to Berkeley is so quickly. And, um, that 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 stuff was like a little unbelievable for anyone that's like I don't know watch Whiplash like anyone that knows about music school like <laughs> to get in or go and all that stuff is is pretty tough so um, it was a maybe maybe for me the most unbelievable part was like for somebody who didn't have like the one hundred percent full commitment trained since they were four years old that everything could get ever get into Berkeley <laughs> you know yeah, um, right. that's well, just Maybe maybe it should have been a different music school. Example, maybe it should have been yeah. a different music school. That's all I'm saying. Like they just throw that name out there, like uh, like it's um, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe could, maybe we the, could talk about it. After goal should have been like just music school in general instead of Berkeley. That was a little. Mm. I don't know. It, it's a little bit like doing a a movie about a kid and discovering he's good at math. Be like, you ever heard of MIT? <laughs> and then he immediately, you know, gets in on with no credibility whatsoever i don't know that was a it was tough yeah. but let's well, i don't want to spoil it because i think it wins me over towards the end um sure. and and we'll get there um so they're they're doing a duet back to back and the parents in the next room brian was a funny <laughs> scene yeah yeah it's uh i mean it's pretty comical it's pretty uh, like, There's just certain I things I think you have to deal with mm-hmm. when uh, you are a coda <laughs> that are humorous like that. <laughs> Maybe humorous to us, not at the time uh, for them, but mm-hmm. I think uh, they did a good job of kind of showing the lighter side of things too at, at times. Yeah, I, I I appreciate that because I there was a point in this at which I was like, these parents suck. Like these parents are bad yeah, parents. And 
I I felt like they I, I felt like the movie redeemed it, it 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 never got to the point where I wrote off the parents you know and I do think part of that is just like they were able to put some some humor into it. like that scene obviously is horrifically embarrassing if you're if you know if, if you're involved in this situation um if if uh you know if you're Ruby that's the most embarrassing thing that could possibly happen to you but it is pretty comical in the movie and and there's some other there's there's a little things like that, that that pop up in those first two acts that lead that let you kind of hang on to they are doing the best they can or they are trying or or whatever because there are other instances where you're like these people suck they're so selfish as as parents and you know teenagers are supposed to be selfish the the parents are not supposed to be selfish and um so i i think it does walk right up to that line um and and little 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 things like that kind of help um alleviate some of that that stress at least for me i think and i i think that's something that you mentioned like the whole berkeley thing there's several things in this like that the berkeley thing the um the ease with which she then gets into that all these things that that are sort of the um the movie dust of this kind of of the movie and we don't usually at least i think i don't think we're super used to seeing movie dust get sprinkled into this kind of like small indie movie type thing so that there's a little bit there's some of those things that i felt like probably could have gotten ironed out a little bit better with the script doctor or something like that but um but i but my my what i'm trying to say is i i think even in those flaws it does a pretty good the movie does a good job of pulling back at the right time of kind of knowing how far up to the line Mm -hmm. you can go with it and then move back a little bit or or you know in the case of some of it just overwhelming you with um emotion and positivity and good good vibes and stuff that you just kind of let it go but but yeah there were i don't know if you guys are on that same wavelength but there is definitely a point at which i was like these parents are awful like i hope she gets out of here even though it will it will just sink them their whole thing um but it does a good job i think of of kind of scaling that back and and allowing for some redemption of of the especially of of jackie the mom um i I think she needed a little bit she had some apologies to make and she does so in the movie and it kind of lets you at least for me kind of let me reframe oh my god we'll get there we got there in one in one scene one thing i want to talk about before before we get to that moment is um is the moment of conflict you know i i knew it was going to come in this movie as you know 10 minutes in i'm like okay the moment of conflict in this is going to be the parents say you can't go to berkeley you know <laughs> sorry sorry you have a passion for music but well, you can't go or she's not going to get in or something like that you know um and that's what happened it, essentially the family business suffers they start a co-op with local fishermen and and she is the interpreter and so they're like you can't we need you you know well you we've got we've got a business to to run we've got we need food on the table all this all this kind of stuff we need we need your help she um misses a practice she goes to go bridge jumping with her new uh boyfriend the official conflict moment comes when she doesn't show up um, in the morning to her shift with her family and the coast guard come. And that was just heartbreaking. Mm. I mean, that, that was, yeah, ooh, that was, that was the way that was shot was, was excellent. I thought, um, we'll get to the, my thoughts on the overall direction of the, the movie. We haven't touched on that much, but, mm. but that was, that was shot particularly well, that, that scene. And then back to back, we get the scene with, with her and her mom, 
And man, this tore me up, guys, where where Marley Matlin, like this is the Oscar moment for her, where she's talking about how she had prayed that her daughter would be deaf. That's so Mm. she could relate to her. Yeah. I mean, that tore me up. Yeah. And and that she cried when she wasn't deaf because she didn't think she could relate to her. I mean, oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's a... Um, I mean, that's a real thing in, in the yeah. deaf community. And yeah. I, 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 and I, I mean, I'm obviously as with, with any group, it, you know, not a monolith. So I'm not speaking yeah. for everyone by sure. any means, but that is a, I mean, you are a, though, you a, speak for any and all people at <laughs> yeah. all times. So I mean, I do claim that as such, um, mm-hmm. except women. Uh, no, but, but the, <laughs> just, no, but like, I mean, that's a, that's a real thing that, that is, yeah. is it that, you know, you get that you get the we saw last year with like sound of metal the the yeah. backlash against cochlear implants and um and things like that i mean and there, there's a there's a real a real thing at play there so i i loved that scene i thought it was so beautifully written and put together and encapsulates all of these emotions in like a three minute span and mm-hmm. and did all of them very well and also kind of carried through with what I was saying earlier a little bit of of kind of like walking that line but it's just it, it it feels so true and real to this story and it allows you to to go through so much in such a short short period of time there um and yeah. I, I mean and it's such a uh such an intimate setting you know like the the way that it that that is shot and just the two of them in this you know semi-dark room and Mm -hmm. the way that that um that's that's put to the screen is is fantastic i mean it's just a really beautiful scene yeah and we we get the concert scene next which you knew was coming but i mean it was it was tough for for both both ruby and for her parents you know for ruby to perform for you know somebody who can't hear you and for the parents to see your daughter perform her passion, not to be able to experience it basically, you know, uh, that is, that is, uh, that was really tough. And I thought the directorial moment of that, that really stuck out to me was the perspective shift, you know, when it shifts from her to the parents and there's no sound and they're just sitting in there looking around you know, Oof. I mean, that one, that tore me up too. Oh, gosh. And then right after that, <sighs> we get a scene <laughs> yeah. with her and her dad, Brian. I know this was a, the yeah. tears flew, flowed for me where they bring it back around. She sets up the movie, the director does, at the beginning with the dad saying, I love the vibrations. And then mm. brings it back around at the end with him feeling the vibrations of her singing. You know, I mean, oh, uh. that... Oh man, that that just absolutely shredded me, man. I was a mess. I was like full on like I'm glad my wife's at work right now because she would be concerned. <laughs> she would be me she would make me pause this so that we could have a discussion. That's what would be we going need to, on. Yeah, do we need to unpack yeah, some stuff we, here? Yes, Is everything yes, okay? Please, yeah. no, I know you're not okay. Please pause yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, fortunately, my wife knows what what I'm all about. So it was it she is. was like, "Yep, figured." Uh, <laughs> no, Brian's just crying at a movie yep. again daily. Yeah, Daily uh, exactly. But now, I mean, the, the the talent show or or whatever fall fall concert show, sequence, fantastic scene when the audio drops out. You knew that that was going to happen, or at least I expected that was going to happen at some point in the movie. Um, but it incredibly effective 
um, the way that it's it's put together there, and going to complete silence with no. This is something else that that I read about um, in this interview with Hater was like her, you know, the the, <laughs> the sound text being like, "Well, what about like a light static noise, you know, and this kind of thing." She's like, "No." complete silence it's the only way that we can do this right is for it to be complete and total silence and uh i love that and and you know as he's as the, the parents are watching everybody else react and emote to this this song and stuff i i like was i mean i was crying but i was like sort of holding it together through that sequence and then when it follows it up three minutes later with the the scene with her and her dad on the back of the truck and I, I just was like ugly cry sobbing at that point. I mean, it yeah. was just so, I mean, again, if you've ever listened to five episodes of the show, like it's all these things that, that, that speak specifically to, to me, you know, and it, it's so, so well done. I was, I was, it definitely, uh, definitely smoothed over any, any sort of, qualms i had about the movie like just get <laughs> bulldozed over the, that last like 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it's it's just so so well done we have the ending or coda if you will <laughs> and it's her audition and the, the you know the berkeley thing i i was like willing to give that a pass i'm like okay cool yeah want to set goals high understand it and then she shows up with no sheet music <laughs> the company mints like she's like do you know this song she's like no and then the dude just walks in and the the Eugenio Derbez walks in and it's like can I accompany and the Berkeley people are like yeah whatever you know like none of that would happen in any in any real world you you would know you need to have sheet music for an audition you can't you can't choose your accompaniment. You can't, they're not going to just let you bring whoever to accompany you. There's so many things there that again, if it wasn't Berkeley, I would be like, yeah, cool. Great. But they just said that they just threw that name on there. But then she throw the director throws in this incredible moment where the parents come in and sit and watch her. And she starts signing this, the song as she's singing it. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, right. When I wanted to hate this, I love it again. You know? Yeah. It was yeah. um wow. Yeah. How do you go for you, Richie? Because you're like you, you don't like to emote in, in movies. Um is this did it did he did it work for you or are you were you cringing? What you know I was, I, this is an easy sell for me. So Yeah. Laughing hysterically. <laughs> no. Um you know, I didn't find it manipulative or mawkish or anything like that. So I I was fine with it. Yeah. I found it honest sure. and real and I I felt um but I, I didn't have it didn't have like puppy dog guys Pixar-y feels to me. I don't sure. mean that negatively. I just mean that I was able to it didn't give me the 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 cringe feel. I was just like, oh yeah, that's sad. And then this is great. I like over uh, the overcoming feeling. I mm-hmm. I like the heartbreak I, I can deal with. But I I, I don't like the uh, whatever that yeah. It didn't feel like emotional terrorism to me. So sure. it, I liked it a lot because I like that when it's done. I just have a a weird threshold on that, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, when it works, it's so rare for me that I really enjoy it. Right. And this falls into that category. Yeah. That and school of rock spoilers coming up for this movie. She gets in. Boom. <laughs> the end. That's what I was saving. Didn't want to spoil yeah. it. Yeah. 
but she Just gets in, in to Berkeley. Right. The sequel and, uh, of the uh, $600,000 in student debt and why she busts <laughs> on the streets in New York is well, when she shows up yeah. and hears everyone yeah. else in, in school and how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's great. Yeah. You know, I, I again, I, I see the overall point here. I don't want to get nitpicky. That was just something I... Sure. You know, if I got to make notes, and that's something I made notes on. Yeah, um, no, t- totally. I, I, I do think that it, if if I was, and this is not my movie to make, uh, obviously, but I, I, I understand. I think it's a fair criticism to say that if you, we, we could have probably chosen a different school um, and, and just a couple other little things here and there. It's, or it's just say, so, Hey, you don't, you're, you're not very well off. If you want to go to college, here's your path. That's, that's yeah, like, I mean, it's, that it's, like? it's, it's just, it's so authentic on, on so many other levels. It's just, it's a little, it gets a little quirk movie, I guess, in, in some of the, the details of the plot as far as her her life goes and like her life goals and all these sorts of things um i mean even right up to she's a senior in in uh high school and she's picking an elective kind of it seems like for the first time you know that kind of thing i mean it's like there's just little things like that that do not bother me whatsoever um to be honest because of how good i think the the whole the movie is and the way that it it handles everything else but there's just little little dips here and there that you would say, hey, that's kind of a strange one given everything else that is so so well done and so well put together on this. And that you know, that's that's one of the things that I would I would maybe fix a little bit. But but you're also, totally right Berkeley- too, Kate. That that whole scene, the I I was had been on this like emotional roller coaster. I'm so high with this and and loving it. and when she walks in and she doesn't have her sheet music and it's just like, is this gonna end on a bad uh note as it were and oh, and then yahtzee. hi yahtzee um but uh and i'm like kind of teetering like oh i don't know like that seems like a weird bit and then she sings one of the greatest songs of all time and uh and and the the signing and whatnot to her parents and it's just it's so beautiful and mm-hmm. so Again, I know I, I keep saying honest, but it just feels like such an honest thing to do in that moment, and I loved it. I loved it so much, and just was again sobbing. It's like I'm, I've, how much more can I can I give to this movie? But yeah, it was so perfect. Absolutely, and real. I'm going to push back a bit, Kent, because I like the choice of Berkeley because they have a reputation. What do you think the Berkeley acceptance rate is, Kent? I'm not sure. Fifty one percent of applicants get in. Oh wow, good. Versus Juilliard is like six. I've so this like is it's a weird, like, it's a weird, I, it's, it's got a great rep, but like it, I like the choice because it like made it feasible that they could they could accept could it. it. Okay, yeah, that exactly. makes that makes sense. Here's like, um, you know, you went to North Texas, right, Richard? Yeah. I yep. I was told when I was in high school, when I was in you know playing jazz yeah. band because I love jazz, and my my instructor was like. The only jazz school around is is UNT. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna tell you, you're not good enough. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay. And so, like, if you're not, if I'm not even good enough for UNT music school, like, yeah, to UNT say Berkeley, though, I will say is the is it the is best. Tough. Yeah, no, it's, it's one the, of the best. Yeah, you're it's right. the best non-private or pardon me, non-conservatory. There's all these weird things, right? Whereas Berkeley's not a conservatory, so that it's a music college which is a different thing so like Juilliard is a conservatory I believe for music so it's like a different thing uh, North Texas at the time I don't know what it is now at the time was the the most elite non-conservatory public 
Oh, it's very good. I'm not, I'm not saying. No, that, I know you're not. I'm just Berkeley's saying. I the think best. It. I think so. Thought so too. But I don't think. I think they've got a. I, I don't know if it's just because it it rhymes with uh, Cal Berkeley or something. Their their reputation is is elite. But I, mm. I'm looking at it. You know, even like Curtis Institute of Music seems to be. I don't know. I'm not trying to slander. Oh, Berkeley cut it! Cut every but, uh, cut everything I just said. I said that. <laughs> no, because. I'm with you. It doesn't mean you're, I'm not arguing back on you. I'm just you have made me research, and maybe they maybe they just have a great marketing arm or something. Yeah, because they're 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 sixty six k a year to get it to. So she, I hope she got some aid. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah, hopefully yeah. she, hope got, she got, got a lot of scholarship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if she didn't, uh, you know. Holler at me and I'll I'll teach you how to cry about student loans. It's yeah, a, this turns into a I'm tragedy real good really at that. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh no, I hope she doesn't get in. Please it don't is, get in the Berkeley. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I'm I'm I I really don't want my what people come away what Kent thought of this movie was hated it because of Berkeley. No, no, like no. that's not no, no, it. No, no. I, I that's one percent no. of my thoughts no, on I this. Agree. Yeah. I, no, I, I, totally, I I I'm giving this an A. So Yeah, you know. no, I totally get what you're saying. Cause I had the same thought. I was like, like man, that seems that I'm seems like a, a bit this. of a stretch. Yeah. 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 No, I'm but, with you, Ken. Your your thought is it now I'm fascinated as to their what their model is. Because like, I, I mean for like, example should I apply? I can for example play like, Damien Chazelle yeah for example like when he went and was like i'm doing a movie about jazz school yeah, yeah. it was that's how it is you know right. <laughs> like I, totally. I i i don't know i've never auditioned for berkeley i've gone there maybe, but like you know what i maybe, don't know i feel like there's some liberties that were taken with with totally. that kind of stuff and you know it could be one of those things too where they have you know the the college of music has different programs right where you have you know, you have the academic program we go in, which maybe has like a one percent um, admission rate, and then they have this other program where, like, hey, can you pay sixty six k a year? Then you know, come on and and play four chords on guitar. And then sure, you know, it's like like Harvard has the, you know, you can go to Harvard or you can take a certificate class at Harvard. You know, these are two vastly different things. And that uh, that's true. Yeah, maybe, maybe. What could maybe be what maybe she took it. online Berkeley. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> All right. Um, let's yeah, get the real bummer here. of this is uh, her, her freshman year got canceled for COVID. That's that's yeah. the, that's the real bummer. She had to go right back home. Uh, let's hit grades here. I didn't, I, I will say uh, to wrap up my thoughts on the director, I, di- I didn't think she was like, I wasn't blown away at the direction. Like, holy crap, this, this director. Oh my God. You know, like mm-hmm. um, shot selection and all that kind sure. of stuff. Um, camera placement. Um, editing, all that kind of stuff. Wasn't blown away there. I thought it was, I thought it was uh, well done. You know, that's, that's all I could say is that this, you know, she has potential to do a, another great film, you know, um, but it wasn't like a Emerald Fennel situation where I'm like, oh my God, this is a directing clinic mm. at, like immediately, you know, kind of thing. So that's, um, that's kind of what I feel. I think there was a couple moments that stuck out to me uh, from that were good directorial choices, but I thought like for a two hour plus movie or whatever this was, um, I thought it, I thought it was uh, pretty average in terms of a uh, the director directorial style and okay. aesthetic and all that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, yeah. So I'll give it an A. What about Sweet. you, Ryan? I'm going A plus. This is the best for me. Number one of the year at this point. Um, I would it's maybe not like we're going to see, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I want to, I want to think about it for a little bit before I am sure of like where it would go as far as like 
the best movies we see in a, in a decade or something like that. But, um, it's, I would be quite surprised if it wasn't up for most of the big, or at least some of the big awards, um, come, come award season. I think, I think Troy, Troy Coetzer is probably the front runner right now for, uh, for supporting actor. I thought he was, I mean, mm-hmm. All of these, the, the the big four on this uh, are all fantastic. Um, the brother th- was great, too. Yeah, he was. Saying, he was. He was uh, Daniel Durant. I mean, mm-hmm. ser- uh, like, seriously, I, I think and Mar- Marley Mal- Matlin is, is fantastic as well. Uh, all it was it was it was just so well done. I, I think I agree with you on the the sort of the 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 camera stuff as far as the, the directorial style and whatnot goes. Do you think? She she definitely understands story structure and and how to how to put a movie together, you know. Yeah. So it's like that's the other part of some of that is the writing aspect, but some of it is the how to structure a movie. That's a director that's a director skill that that a lot of people we've talked about a lot recently. It feels like don't necessarily have. Um, I think she crushed that. She got that. Like, really, I think this will be really a top well. ten movie of the year, but I don't think this will be a top five directorial effort of the year. You know, like anything. Yeah, like I could see that. I could. I, I could see that. Um, this is gonna play real well too with people. I, I think. I Good who knows? We, in August, you never know what what the award situation is gonna. And and that's not the point of making a movie. I I understand that, but. Um, no, it is. <laughs> if you don't win, what's the point? Yeah. Um, Where's your trophy, good fellas? Exactly, exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's this seems like the type of movie that is going to age very well over not just the next four months, but then the two plus months after that, leading up to the voting and and all that stuff. It's it's I think it's going to do quite well on that front and it deserves it. So for me, a plus and best movie of the year thus far. Uh, and one that, uh, it made me weep like a whole, whole lot. So there's, there's that. What about you, Richard? Oh man. Uh, I don't know where it's going to land. I'm so far in the year. It's pretty far up there, but this is kind of the first, well, you know, well, not the first, but one uh, small group of, you know, movies that are attempting for that really high level of, of an interesting, innovative, original story. So I, I'd probably go solid A for me. Yeah. yeah. Solid A for me. But it, It's it, number it one of the year for me on my list. But um, yeah. I mean, you add music to anything and it's sure. going to be in my top five. You know, it's like that's – look at my list in the past past few years. It's so, I mean, this, this just hit me. Right. It's, yeah, it had great exactly. music in it. You were like, man. It wasn't I- my top five of, of a list, but um, it was the best <laughs> movies. You were like, I don't care for this, and aesthetically, it's terrible, and I don't like the songs or the cast, but it does have music. Yeah. And so you just stamped. You have a stamp. You're top five. Kent. Same. You know me. Well, <laughs> it, uh, man, it, 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 it's a very Kent Garrison movie, Brian, to say you like this feels like yeah. tailor-made for people yeah, like sure. me to yeah. to enjoy. So I think it'll play well with screeners, and and we'll definitely be talking about this one again later in the year. Okay, guys, let's hit a quick weekly recommend before we get out of here. Weekly recommends. All right, Richard, you took a week yeah. off. What you got? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a book. I, I did the earlier ones um, last year, I believe. I think is when I maybe early this year, but I think it was last year. Um, the Stephen Fry. Yeah, it was last year. 
did uh, the Mythos book and the Heroes book about Greek mythology, and he has a, a one out uh, came out, I believe, in May that I, I finished last week. That's um, that's the a retelling of the Battle of Troy, kind of a retelling of the Iliad. Um, in in that class, it's, the the audio is great because it's performed by Stephen Fry and just really um, emotive and and fun, and he's got a great sensibility. But also the the, all, I have all three of the books. They're great kind of decorative big hardbacks that have great art in them. Um, they're kind of written like cool almost textbooks in a way. Uh, I think these are like the coolest series going. So uh, I recommend the whole series. Mythos, I think, is the series name. So Mythos tells the story of all the Greek gods. Uh, Heroes tells the story of all the, you know, demigods, sort of like Hercules, Heracles, well, Heracles in the Greek sense. And then this tells the battle of the Troy. The story kind of continues. And it's just a great... Uh, I love all that stuff, and so um, sort of a very uh, modern, very British retelling is, is great. So I recommend uh, Troy by Stephen Fry. Nice. There you go. Literature Richard. I wouldn't go. <laughs> I wouldn't go literature, but it's fun, fun writing. Yeah. All right. Uh, what you got, Ryan? Uh, I'm going to recommend a podcast, um, a series that's about halfway out right now. I don't. I don't. Uh, chicken parm. Chicken parm. Um, it's oh, oral history. Only fifth Italian <laughs> from the ringer. One fifth Italian. The only you know, got to be higher. That's the minimum to order chicken parm. Right? Michael you know? Imperioli telling about his favorite chicken parm. <laughs> <laughs> Gandolfini loved the chicken parm. Um, oh, it makes sense. He's full Italian. <laughs> yes. Um, like I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't recommend stuff that's like church adjacent or related very often, because um, I know that's not for for everyone, and it's it's frequently not for me. Usually not for me. But there's a series that came out started Chewbacca in Mom? July. Yeah, it's Chewbacca Mom's autobiography, which I have a fantastic copy of. I'll do cool. a, I'll, I'll do a reading of that if that's if it's. Uh, if enough people want it. That should it. be the punishment um, for movie drafts. You have to do an audible of oh Chewbacca Moms. And, and report that. Thing. Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Uh, God okay. bless the uh, used Amazon <laughs> section. It's the best. <laughs> it's such a great way to spend $4. <laughs> Just make someone's day for 4 bucks. Um, okay. The the podcast is called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. It started in July, oh, yeah. early July. Um, and it is about the Mars Hill Church, which was a mega church based in uh, Seattle or in the Seattle area with with Mark Driscoll, who was like uh, Christian famous. I don't know that he's uh, that he it was like breakthrough famous, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that he was DC talk, uh, but very famous within the Christian community. Very, very well known uh, preacher and speaker who also was a bad person. And um, his so this series is about. Uh, it's sort of his origin story mixed with the way in which this church rose to prominence and the problems therein. Um, and it is, it's just, it's really, really well done. I'm, I know a guy who knows the guy who, who's putting this, this thing together. It's very well produced. Most Christian media stuff is not well done. This is, it's very well done. Um, and, and he has, he got a lot of access to a lot of people and it's, for me, the biggest thing is that it's not pulling punches. It is being very open and honest about the issues, not just with Mars Hill and Mark Driscoll, but within uh, Christian culture at large and really trying to 
not just talk about those things, but wrestle with those things and try to figure out solutions and why this, this church got to that place. And it is very interesting. So I do think that if you're, uh, not interested in, in, uh, Christian culture whatsoever, I totally get it, but I I do think it is an interesting story. So that's part of why I recommend it. Uh, but it's a, I think it's like 12 parts, but it also has some bonus episodes. So I think it's got seven of the regular episodes out and one bonus episode so far. So it's probably got a month or, or month and a half left of its run. Um, but I'm, I'm very impressed with the way it's put together and, uh, it's a, it's got some real interesting, uh, interesting perspectives from just like a narrative standpoint, in Mm. addition to the content. So the rise and fall of Mars Hill is what that's called. Yeah. I I love a good church scandal story. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, have you seen the, um, the doc that Pelosi's daughter did on Ted Haggard, Brian. I haven't uh-uh. on uh, the HBO. HBO did it like, I don't know, mid two thousands. But that one's worth checking out. Uh, you know the the downfall of a of a, a mega church pastor is is quite interesting. I was reading an article. I think it was Vanity Fair the other uh, week because mm-hmm. um, my wife has a subscription, so we have like nine thousand. Vanity fairs <laughs> sure. stacked yeah. in, you know, so, yeah. uh, you know, great bathroom reading by the way, mm-hmm. vanity fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Hillsong, big, big story yeah. on Hillsong and, um, and some stuff going on there with, uh, yeah, I read, I read with their New York, yeah, uh, very, church and, yeah. um, very well done. But yeah, I think, I think that'd be a great, a great narrative podcast for sure. I wanted to check that out. I hadn't heard of that story though. Mars Hill. I need to, I need to look into that. Yeah, it's uh, you. You guys will be interested in. It, I'm sure. I, again, I don't know if the the listener at large You're excited will, for but, the Tammy Faye uh, Baker, uh, Jimmy Jim Baker movie yeah, coming out this year. Dude, that, Garfield and that, that dude still like on a daily basis. That dude is still Ugh. just out there saying the most absurd, ridiculous, terrible yes. stuff. I oh hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, but anyway, yeah. The the I think you guys both will enjoy the pod. It's it's. I'm very impressed with the way it's put together. And usually, you know how I am about that stuff. Usually, it's like. This is garbage. Even if the content is good, it's so it's so poorly done. Um, this is one where they, it's clearly a, uh, it's clearly somebody who actually knows what they're doing, who's not being hamstrung by isn't this good enough, which is very typical of of Christian media. So uh, I I think you guys will dig it. Awesome. Well, there you go. There's Coda again. I think we will be Did talking you write about something, this one. Kinto. Did oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hit my recommend. So I'm going to recommend a uh, little documentary series that's been going on. Um, I guess I think it's still going on. There's one or two more episodes. Um, Vice has been doing these Dark Side series. I don't know if you've seen these, but they've been done Dark Side of the Ring, which is like a wrestling mm. documentary series where they do like, you know, they did Chris Benoit and the uh, Montreal Screwjob and a bunch of wrestling stories. And they did Dark Side of Football, which they did a, a one about uh, you know diva wide receivers and and just some some subsec um, areas of these. But they did one called Dark Side of the '90s. I'm like, oh yes, give me this. And I'm gonna recommend uh, an episode of this one called Beanie Babies Go Bust. And this was about <laughs> oh nice Beanie nice. Baby Chaos and the footage in this and the memories, man. <laughs> This was a nostalgia trip for for Kent, so um, check out this one. They also have a really good episode. Um, or the first episode is uh, on Trash TV, so like Jerry Springer and uh, and all that kind of stuff. So 
Um, I, I, we talked, uh, earlier this week, uh, via group text and I was telling you guys, I was like, man, how awesome would a streaming service be of just nineties trash TV? And that's all, you know, every episode of Springer, every Ricky Lake, every Geraldo, every episode of cops, you know, thousands of stuff, you know, just throw that on a loop, you know, and that is entertainment, you know, like the Joe millionaire, like all those horrible, like schadenfreude filled reality shows that we all watched would be fun to uh, put, put on there. But I think there's certainly a niche and, uh, and that'll be fun, but yeah, check out, check this out. Um, dark side of the nineties. I think a few of these episodes are on YouTube. I'm not sure if the beanie baby one is or not, but, um, worth, worth looking into. If you remember that, that craziness. Nice. Very nice. There's the Very recommend. Cool. All right. Nice. There's, um, Coda, our review. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you liked the movie. Let us know what you thought of it in the discord. If you're a VIP and if you're not a VIP signed up. A dollar a week, you get our bonus episodes. We got that MCU talk, Guardians talk coming up. We just had our Captain America talk drop. And we've also got Office talk coming up this week as well. Plus, bonus episodes, throwbacks, AMAs, so much more. dollar a week. Enjoy our awesome, fun movie community. And uh, join our movie group chats there on the Discord. But we'll see you next time. Hopefully see you next time. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. 